0: Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you.
1: have your Bible, would you open it up, get your iPad or whatever you take a note on? And today we're continuing our series on Christian growth. How do we grow as a Christian? As your pastor, I want you to grow. I want you to be the person God wants you to be. I want you to be whole. I want nothing missing, nothing lacking in your life. I don't want you to live, nor do you, as a victim. I want you to live as a victor. I want you to experience that beggarly getting by. I want you to have abundant life. And that's what this is all about for the next 30 minutes. You might be visiting here or online or you're vacationing and you're watching us and you say, you know, why should I listen to you for 30 minutes? I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you today how to control your feelings, your emotions. I'm going to, I'm going to share with you today how to make your feelings your servant and not your master. I'm going to show you today how to live a steady life, a stable life, a consistent life. Because if I'm a roller coaster Christian, God can't bless me. God can't use me. God can't do what he wants to do in me, for me, and through me. So we're going to talk about that today. Does that sound okay to y'all today? You know, it's so important today that we understand and get a revelation of the whole person that God wants us to be. Never in my life have I seen more commercials on television about mental illness or people being, you know, fearful, depressed, discouraged, suicidal, taking this and take that. I've never seen so many commercials in all my life that I see right now. They tell us that this year we're hitting a record in America for suicides more than any other year. And the year's just about half over. Also, Pew Research said that this year, more ministers, preachers have committed suicide than any other year in America in our history. Things are in the natural bad and dark, but we don't have to live there. Come on, somebody. We don't have to live there. We don't have to be like the crowd. We don't have to give into the culture of the world. that's motivated by fear. You do understand that you motivate the masses by fear. If you want to motivate the masses, you put fear in them, and that's how you motivate the masses. We're not going to walk by fear or by feeling. We're going to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen, somebody? So let's just get right into it. You're praying for me, right? Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5 on the screen, guys, verse 23. Our foundational text. And the very God of peace. And we said that word peace there means shalom or nothing missing nothing broken that's what god wants for you today he doesn't want you to be heartbroken he doesn't want you to be discouraged and down feel like giving up and quitting god doesn't want us to live life dysfunctional codependent on other things god wants us to run to him if there's brokenness in your life today run to god Nothing missing, nothing broken. If you're going through a season of loneliness and you're missing a loved one or a friend or you're missing something in your life, God can fill that void. God is the only one that can fill that void. So peace there means shalom. It means nothing missing, nothing broken. Sanctify you wholly. Last weekend we looked at the word sanctification. It's really important that you understand that process. When I understand how God works, I tend to cooperate with him better. When I understand how God works in my life, I tend to cooperate with him better. And the word sanctify there is for sanctification. Can you say that with me? Sanctification. You know, when we get born again, it's called justification. And justification simply means this, just as if you never sinned. Thank God for justification, amen. But then as a Christian, you begin to live your life in the process of sanctification. We said sanctification means set apart for a divine purpose. Set apart for a divine purpose. And in that process is purging and cleansing. Sanctification means this, every day you as a Christian, we're to get more like God and less like the world, right? We're to get more Christ-like every day. That's sanctification. We're to get more of the fruit of the Spirit manifesting in our life than anything else. That's called Christian growth. So sanctification is the process whereby God purges us, God cleanses us, God removes the unrenewed things out of our life and replaces them with renewed things in our life so that we can be whole. I pray, this is a prayer God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. blameless us into the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there we see that we're three parts. For you and I to be a happy Christian, a growing Christian, a victorious Christian, we have to know God's program. We have to know how God designed us. Now, a side note, you might want to write it down. I took you earlier to Genesis 2, verse 7. When God created the first human being, Adam, we see there the trichotomy. We see there spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. When I understand how God created me, and how God works with me, and how God programmed me, life is better. Life is better as a Christian. I begin to grow. I begin to advance. I begin to get strong. I begin to overcome. I begin not to be beaten up, but unbeatable does that make sense so say it with me spirit soul and body next slide please so spirit we do we feed that every day again today I'm going to show you how to control your feelings your feelings are the voice of your flesh or your body big idea big idea worth church I can't fulfill god's calling on my life being led by my feelings big idea i'll miss god i can't fulfill god's call on my life being led by my feelings feelings are a gift from god to be our servant not our master feelings and emotions are a gift from god i'm thankful aren't you but they're to be our servant and not our master. So we're to feed our spirit every day. Now, here's what I heard someone say decades ago. You and I, spirit and flesh, okay? And it's like having two dogs, two dogs on the inside. Whichever dog you feed the most is the strongest dog of the two. Is that real simple but profound? If I feed my spirit every day, I'm getting stronger and stronger than my flesh. I then have the power to say no to temptation. But if I'm not feeding my spirit, my flesh is getting stronger than my spirit, and my flesh wins, and I give into temptation. Make sense? Two dogs, spirit, flesh. Whichever one I feed the most is the strongest of the two. The strongest of the two becomes master. And we want our spirit to be master, to be in control. So number two, next slide, guys, soul, we renew that every day. That's our mind, which is not your brain. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. We renew that every day because we got to get unrenewed thoughts out of our head and replace them with renewed thoughts. And when you begin to repeat a behavior over and over again, it creates a new path in your brain a new path in your brain. So if I wanna get rid of old habits and addictions, all I have to do is create a new path in my brain. Repeated behavior creates new paths in your brain. So we renew our mind every day, that's our soul. Number three, our body, next slide, we control it, or we crucify it daily. Our body, the voice of our body, is our feelings and you and I have to control our feelings if we're gonna move forward, hear God and have God's best. We can't be controlled by how we feel. Listen very carefully. Moody people attract wrong people into their life. Moody people, people who are up one Sunday, and down the next, one Monday, and down the next and To God be all the glory, we're talking about stability and steadfastness, right? I give God all the glory, but I think I have a platform of being in one church, in one place for 40 years, okay? So I think I have a little bit of not only knowledge, but experience, what it takes to be steadfast, stable, and consistent. Without that, you'll never get the good jobs, you'll never get the raises and the bonuses, and you will attract wrong people into your life if you're moody. Winners don't like being around moody people. Moody people bring drama, confusion, frustration, strife, and anxiety into our life, okay? So today we're finding out how to be more stable, steadfast, steady, and consistent, controlling our feelings, and controlling our emotions next slide guys next slide this is worth coming to church today and really this is going to make a lot of sense look what look what the statement is the flesh of a christian isn't any different than the flesh of a sinner see law think about that now you ever heard somebody say this well i'm not going to your church because it's just full of hypocrites right I always say, come on down. One more won't hurt. Amen. amen. But you see what they're saying is they've seen you and me as Christians on that day. We didn't crucify our flesh. I'm going to run that by you one more time. Uh, They saw us on a weekday, a week, W-E-A-K. They saw us on a day that we didn't crucify our flesh and we acted like the world, even though we were a Christian. So then they said we're a hypocrite and your faith is no good. Our faith is good. And we understand our body ain't saved. Our body loves sin. You do understand that sin is fun. Oh, three, three honest people. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season, right? So your body, my body loves to sin. Just like the world's, their flesh loves to sin. But the difference is now because we're born again our spirit is new and brought to life that you and i want to live out or flesh out christianity Christ-likeness. so our spirit was saved our mind is getting saved but our body won't be until the resurrection so from now till then our body's going to want to do stupid stuff so you and i have to learn to crucify the flesh and make it in subjection to our spirit. The days that we don't, we act like the world. Does that help anybody? So the flesh of a Christian isn't any different than the flesh of a sinner. So we have to learn to control our flesh, put it in subjection to our spirit. We have to learn how to say no to our flesh. You crucify your flesh daily by saying no. And if our spirit is weak, it's hard for us to say no. Pastor Kim's been on this binge of pizza on the weekend. She's not in here. I'm going to blame her. Praise God. So, so again, this week, this week, y'all pray for us, right? I don't know if you're praying for us or not. So again, this week, you know, Friday, she says, let's order pizza. Not me. No, sir, I told her, not me, it just worked out, I'm coming home, I'm having, you know, veggies, I'm not having no pizza. Oh, come on, let's have some pizza, I mean, you love this, and she, all oh, pepperoni, and the cheese, and the crust, I said, give me an extra large. The spirit is, but the flesh is, Right? So it's real important then that we understand that the flesh of a Christian isn't any different than the flesh of an all-out sinner. But the key is we're to crucify our flesh every day. And you crucify it by saying, no, in Jesus' name. And next slide, guys, next slide. How do I crucify my flesh and how do I control my feelings? I'm going to give you five ways. Is that okay? Practical, simple, takeaway, epical. How do I crucify my flesh and control my feelings? I've got to learn to do that if I'm going to fulfill God's call in my life. I've got to learn to do that so I'm not up one day, and the next day I'm really in the mullet grubs. I'm really depressed. I'm really discouraged. Oh, the next day I'm high. The next day I'm really low. And the next day I'm in between. Guess what? Winners don't like to be around those kind of people. They don't want to be around those kind of people, okay? They don't want to be around those kind of people. Praise God. We had somebody in our marketplace ministry a few months back, and uh, his wife was there. And so I'm a good friend of the speaker, and so I know them. And so I said to her, I said, I want to know what he eats. I want to know his diet, and I want to know his workout plan. So she said to me this. She goes, Pastor, she goes, and they don't come to our church, okay? She said, Pastor, he gets up every day at the same time he eats the same breakfast every day. He eats the same lunch every day. He eats the same supper every day. She goes, he works out the same workout three days a week. She goes, he never varies. He never changes. He never, and all the time that I've known him, this is her, this is her his wife, and all that, she goes, he's so regimented. He's so disciplined. He's so stable. Interesting, isn't it? And he's a multi-millionaire, okay? So we have to understand that I can't be up and down like the world. I can't be moody. I can't be in and out if I want to be a success, if I want to be promoted, if I want to have favor, if if I want to have the right people into my life, I have to learn how to get a hold of my emotions, a hold of my feelings. And we're all working on this, and we're going to be working on this until we die or Jesus comes back, right? Nobody's arrived. Just when you think you arrived, then God sends Sister Sandpaper your way. Okay, praise God. All right, let's go to the next slide, guys, okay? Five ways. Okay, so James chapter 3, and we're going to look at James chapter 3, verses 2 through 8, and, and let me give you the number one point, and then we'll read the scripture. Is that okay? This is powerful. Now, you got to think about this. Don't let it go over your head. Is that you control your feelings with your mouth. Here it is. We control our feelings and our emotions with our mouth. Pastor, I don't get that. Well, what have you been saying all morning before you got to church? And then how were you feeling when you got here? What were you saying all last week when you were at work or school or got home at night before you went to bed? How were you feeling the next day? You can't separate feeling from talk. You can't separate feeling uh, from words. We ever heard this? Charge the atmosphere with your words, right? This scripture is going to tell you you control your body and you control your feelings with your mouth. For in many things, we offend a whole lot of people. If any person doesn't offend anybody in word, The same as a perfect person. The word perfect there means fully developed character. Fully developed character. And is able, look at this now. If we got our mouth in control, we're able to bridle the whole body. Your mouth is connected to your body. And the voice of your body is your feelings and your emotions. Think about Job. Job in the book of Job, he talks about murmuring and complaining talks about murmuring and complaining and what he's saying and how it's affecting his whole body interesting you can't separate your body from your mouth this scripture says your body has your mouth has the power to control your body next verse verse three behold he's going to give us some pictures now metaphors behold we put bits in the horse's mouth, and they obey us. And we turn their whole what? Body See the mouth of the horse and the body of the horse. And that's where we got horsepower. I know a little bit about horses. You know, Pastor Kim and I, our first date, I took her to a car show, a lot of horsepower. Our second date, she took me to a horse show, four-legged horse power. I know a little bit about horses and it's amazing. You can put that bridle and that bit in that thousand pound horse and it will control the direction their body goes. Your body is connected to your mouth. You can get your body under control by speaking the right things. And the voice of your body is your feelings. So if you want to change how you're feeling, change what you're saying. Okay? Next verse, verse 4. Behold, another picture, the ships, which they be so big, but they're driven through fierce winds, and they go this way and that way with a little small rudder, a little small rudder. Verse 5. Next verse. Even so, the tongue is a little member, like a bit, like a rudder, but it boasts great things. Verse 6, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So the tongue among our members, it defiles the what? Whole body. Your mouth, your tongue, can control and manage your body, your emotions, and your feelings. And sets on course uh, the nature and is set on fire of hell. Verse 7, For every kind of beast, birds, and serpents, the things in the sea, they can be tamed. Verse 8. Verse 8. But the tongue, the tongue, the mouth, no man can tame it. The tongue is the most powerful member of your body. It determines the direction of your life. It determines the condition of your body, your emotions, your feelings, and your mental health. The tongue no man can tame. It's unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Next slide. So number one, we can control our body with our mouth. Now, if you have a chance, look up here at me. And those of you online, those of you on vacation watching, look here up here. I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. Okay. So a horse, and we have horses. We've had horses for 40, 50 years. Okay. A horse isn't born with a bridle, right? You and I aren't born uh, with a bridle, right? So what is our bridle? Listen very carefully, this is worth you coming to Church on the Rock today. The Bible is your bridle. The Bible is your bridle. What do you mean, Pastor? You've got to put the word in your mouth in order to tame your tongue, say it with me the Bible is the bridle. So if I'm not putting on the bridle when your Bible every day, then guess what? I don't have control over my feelings that day, my emotions that day, and I'm gonna act like a sinner even though I'm saved. The Bible is the bridle. You've got to put the bridle on the horse, and you and I have got to put the Bible in our mouth. And when we put the word in our mouth and speak to our body, emotions, and feelings, they have to surrender and submit. Can we have a praise break? Can we give God praise for revelation? Glory to God. Isn't that awesome? You you and I both know, you know, you go home at night and you want to complain about the whole day. And the more you complain about it, the worse you feel. Right? Come on now. Let's have an Oprah moment, Dr. Phil. The, the, The more you talk about how bad everything is, you start feeling really, really worse. Notice your feelings are connected to your mouth because your feelings is the voice of your body. And the Bible says you can control your body with your mouth If you put the bridle on, and the Bible is the bridle for you and I. It's when we put God's word in our mouth and speak to our body, emotions, and feelings, they have to get in line. Next slide, guys. Next slide. Okay. The bridle and the bit we put in our mouth, that was worth coming to church today, is God's word. So the question is, have you put the bridle on today? Don't leave the house without putting the bit in your mouth, without speaking the word over your health, marriage, kids, money, future, day, protection, right? Promotion, favor, revelation. Okay. If we want to not be like the world, even though our flesh is like the flesh of the world, we can crucify ours and say no to it because we've been given the power of the word of God in our mouth. Now, if you believe you can't change, you won't be able to change. But if you believe you can get rid of cocaine, marijuana, meth, alcohol, pornography, if you believe you can get set free of codependency, dysfunctionalism, if you believe that you can get set free from anger and temper tantrums, if you believe you can get set free from your past, then you can. Well, Pastor, I get it, but I just can't believe it. I want to. I go to Celebrate Recovery. I'm in a small group. I listen to you every week. I want to get set free from cocaine, marijuana, meth. I want to get set free from pornography. 70% of all Christian men are addicted to pornography. Seven out of 10 Christian men. I want to be free from that. I want to be free from my past. I want to be free from from my past marriage and all the hurt and the pain. I want to be free from that abortion. I want to be free from that incest. I want to be free. I just can't believe I can be free you got to believe it before you receive it. You're going to owe me now. Here's how you believe. How do you believe? How do you believe in God? How do you believe in deliverance? How do you believe in breakthrough? How do you believe in... Inc- how do you believe? Here's how you believe. Two ways. you got to agree with it and number two, start saying it. When you agree with it, that's what the word amen means, by the way. When you agree with it, and then when you start saying it, that's how you begin to believe it. Did you hear what your pastor just said? You know, the first corresponding action of faith is speaking. You believe in your heart if you say it with your mouth. You'll never believe it in your heart until you say it with your mouth. You and I had to say it to believe it to get saved. (laughs) Believing starts with when I was 11 years old in an Assembly of God church, the pastor preached the gospel. I heard the gospel. I said, that sounds good to me. I agree with that. I agree with that. And then I went to the altar and I made the confession. I began to say that. And then I began to believe that I was born again saved on my way to heaven. How do you believe anything? You got to say, yes, pastor, I'm gonna agree with what you teach every Sunday. I'm gonna agree with it, and I'm gonna start saying it. I am free. I am delivered. I am strong. I am an overcomer. I am over it. I am moving forward. I am above it. I am beyond it. I'm getting on with my life. Everything's working together for me. Oh, come on, let's give God best praise. Wow. I'm only on two and I'm about out of time. Shazam. We got to have communion. Praise the Lord. The bridle, the bit we put in our mouth is God's word. Next slide. Next slide. We can't control our tongue on our own. We need help. Aren't you glad he gave us help? Number four, we've been given the Holy Spirit to help us. We have the greater one on the inside of us. I can't agree with that. When they told me I'd never amount to anything. Growing up, they told me I'd never amount to anything. I'd end up in jail. I'd end up in debt before I was 30. That's what they told me. I never, I never amount. I was a troublemaker. I was with the wrong crowd. I did that. When they said nothing would ever change, someday, one day, I heard the good news that said I could change if I would just believe it. How do you believe it? Agree with it. You say amen to it. And then you start saying it. And then you start believing it. And then you begin to receive it. But you control those feelings and emotions with your mouth. But we can't tame our tongue. It's the most powerful thing. It's the most powerful thing, member of your body. That's why when you get filled with the Spirit, the initial evidence is speaking with tongues. Because you've given God your tongue. If you've given him your tongue, you've given him your body. We've been given the Holy Spirit to help us as a team comes out. Look at the scripture on this. Galatians, next scripture, guys, Galatians 5.16. But I say, walk, live habitually in the Holy Spirit. Look at this. Responsive to, controlled by, guided by the Holy Spirit. So if I'm spirit-led... If I'm feeding my spirit and I'm hearing the spirit, look at this. I will not say yes to the cravings and the desires of my flesh, the human nature without God. Is that powerful? So if I get filled with the spirit and stay full of the spirit and get my prayer language and pray in my prayer language, and learn how, which I've taught you all summer, how to hear the voice of the spirit, then I'm led by the spirit and I'm feeding my spirit and my spirit is stronger than my flesh. So when I'm tempted to do something I don't want to do, I say no to it and crucify it because I'm under the power. I'm
0: done, I'm out of time. Can you give
1: God a thank you for the word today?
0: What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash nextsteps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.